Welcome to that Greaves and Rooney Sports Podcast. I'm Dan Greaves. I'm Martin Rooney. And today we have a football special, um, a legend of both of our clubs at Palace and at Villa, Millie Edenak. Um For a long time he was Australian captain. He's uh, well known as a, a bearded warrior, we'd say. He's someone yeah. who uh, epitomises uh, the hard-working ethic uh, that I think football fans love to see. Yeah, he's like a... Almost like a Vinnie Jones-esque kind of central midfield defender where he takes he takes no messing from the opposition. Did I think he, did he grab anyone's balls? I don't he, think he's that kind of He's not, not that, that he's not that kind of Vinnie Jones, but he's <laughs> he's he's the more harder man. He's like that got that persona, but actually he's really soft, he's a really nice guy and he He's you know, a family man, he's a first, family man. And um, you can see it comes across well. Um I think he we talked to him a lot about uh, his training, his leadership skills, what made him the person he is today. And I, look, it was an honour to talk to the guy. I think um, to get an hour of his time, we how long do you, we could have gone for another two or three hours, Dan? Yeah, it, it was. He's such a, it's just a great guy. Just a chat. His work ethic is so amazing on Saturdays, and it was nice to get the behind the scenes kind of bits that he does and how he prides himself on his professionalism and, and what it really takes to be a top professional footballer um, but yeah we would love to have him on again because there's so much more we could chat about um, and we really hope you enjoy it as much as we did making this part enjoy it guys Rudy now kicks away Commonwealth champion for discus Dan Rudy gets the goal medal at the last four Paralympic Games. Martin Rooney ran a great race in lane one. Great character. Well done, Dan Greaves. Thanks so much for agreeing to come on the pod, mate. Appreciate you're a busy man. I just had another a fourth. Yep, fourth child, uh, another boy to add to the, the growing bunch and the growing family. But yeah, very, very, very happy. Yeah, over the moon, really, with the new addition. Everyone's healthy, everyone's home and yeah. I think he's brought a bit of calmness to the household and uh, with the chaos with his little brothers around him and whatnot. But yeah, it's all good. Are they loving it? They are. They do. They, you know, they they show it's it's sort of special the way that every at every age, you know, from the eldest child who's he's seven turning eight and then I've got one who's turning six and then the, and the, the second youngest now is two the way they show their affection towards him and towards everyone it's it's yeah it's 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 like they're all different in their own way but all equally as special so you, do you come from a big family uh I've got a brother and a sister not really no I we have oh I say a big family my you know I when it's when it's Christmas back home or, or or a birthday or something, there is like fifty or sixty people there. But it's you know we've always been pretty tight, and that's just the way it is. But um, yeah, I've, I've always been one to you know if I if I had the opportunity to have kids, I'd want to have you know three, four. You know, it would be it's a dream really. Yeah, they are, it's. I know we're, obviously we're both fathers and stuff it's such a blessing like, I think it puts everything that you do in perspective I don't know how you feel about that but it gives like, you it gives you a bit of perspective um, it gives you motivation it gives you something to you know channel your energy into and uh, kids as much as you love them you know they, they'll, they'll they'll find ways to test you um, I mean that in the nicest possible way um, just because they're your own kids, but um, you know they they'll find ways to to test you. You know you guys will both experience it. I'm sure when when your kids get older, but 
they find ways and, and, and you always you're always having to remind yourself at the end of the day well you're they're going to be a product of what you are and uh, how you treat them and how you want to treat them is is what they're going to remember and uh, you know giving yourself a reminder of that makes you always think well how do I want them to or what was I taught or you know and seeing it now and you know I've actually got my parents over at the moment they've just came over and um, they're in the background sort of thing and I'm doing what I have to do with the kids and uh, I'm just thinking to myself oh you know what <laughs> I wonder what mum and dad are thinking here with the way I'm dealing with this and, and stuff like that so do you think you're getting critiqued <laughs> getting scores out of 10 yeah. well, I don't know if it'd be critique but you know my parents are all right if if you know if I if I need to be a little bit harsher or firmer with them they don't mind that because you know I, I was born and raised that way and uh, uh, you know it teaches you discipline a little bit and, and and sometimes just talking to the kids isn't enough they don't they don't want to you know they don't want to they don't want to listen to you regardless of whatever mood they're in and uh, listen if they're going to critique me they're all right but I know that whatever you know whatever they're, they're going to I'm going to have their support and and and, and you know they're always going to have my support as well I find with my mum and dad they're super soft. They're super oh, yeah. strict on me and my brothers and sisters. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, they're they're softer. My my parents are like my mother-in-law was just over and she just lets them do whatever, yeah. and um, that's just the way she is. And she's pretty you know easygoing and whatever. But you know my parents won't be scared to say to the kids, listen, no, don't don't do that. Like you know that's not we don't want you to do that we don't want you hurting each other and it's mainly with what they do to themselves really and what they're doing to each other you know as you can imagine three three boys two that are that are pretty close and as thick as thieves together and you know one minute they're best mates next they're they're the worst of enemies and and you just think like but then in in the next breath like they'll be you know wanting to go and do something with each other and you're like that's what I remember, you know, I have an older brother and, and you sort of remember that sort of love-hate relationship growing up and, uh, you know, that, that's that's sort of part of being a kid, I guess. What was it like growing up in Sydney? Sydney was, you know, Sydney for us, Western Sydney, um, you know, where I was about, what is it, 40, 50 minutes away from city centre. We were, we were, you know, Western suburbs and I, I, I had a good upbringing. I was, I was fortunate enough, you know, we... I had both sets of grandparents, um, you know, a lot of cousins and, you know, just it was a lot of family time, really. If it, when, it, when I first started to play football, you know, it was football and, and, and with families. I didn't really, you know, and then apart from going to school, that, that was that was pretty much it. And, uh, yeah, I don't remember, you know, I don't remember th- anything other than that. And, and uh, you know, they those memories I've got of, of those times back then is they're all they're all positive. And like, when did you, when did you first like kind of realise that you had a talent for football? I don't know if it's when you realised or when if there was a specific moment where I wanted to, where I said, oh, I've got a special talent. I, n- I never ever thought that. It was more of a, this is what I want to do. I want to try and do it to the best of my ability. Um, when did that start? Whoa. You always, you know, when, when you're doing anything as a, as a kid, you always have to love what you're going to do. Um, I mean, you've got to follow that right the way through. But I think as a kid, you know, I fell in love with football because my brother was playing football. And, and for a couple of years, I, tr- I wanted to try and play and wanted to play with him and his team. And, you know, I'd, I'd be begging basically my parents on the sideline to do so. But when I did get the opportunity, um, I, I, I enjoyed it. I, you know, I, 
looked forward to it and uh, as the as sort of first few years went on and, and got a little bit older it was like I just really enjoy it I got to meet some really good friends good mates that I'm still friends with and just you know you learn you learn you learn a bit a bit about life you learn a bit about yourself you know with your mates and you grow you go through that whole process of being in a team sport and trying to develop together and then on top of that you grow up and it's just you know I've, I've, I never really wanted to do anything else um, you know the, the old one back that, that comes to mind was you know on the on the school in school was well you know what do you want to be when you grow up and and you know I was almost sometimes embarrassed to say um, oh you know what should I say should I say footballer or you know a professional soccer player as we would say um, because you know football in Australia is it's not a number one sport it's not lo- like what it is over here or in Europe and uh, you always seemed like you were fighting against it you know to try and get as far as you could and, and I always knew regardless of um, where, I, where I was going to get to that ultimately that would mean having to move away from home at some point in time and uh, I was fortunate enough to, to be able to experience that at a young age and it was a good experience but again it was a very very difficult experience but um, one that sort of put me in good stead for when I did eventually come back the second time and uh, yeah, been over since. <laughs> How different is the Australian setup, like you were saying, then like starting off as youngster and going abroad? Like, how do I describe it? How can I describe it? It just, you know, the facilities, the amount of football, the amount of teams, um, the level of talent, the level of coaching. It's all just, you know, it's just all increased, and and, and I can say that because. Although I grew up in a different time to my kids, but it's you know I'm going through it now with my own kids, and uh, I can see you know I can see my my dad my dad's over, and my dad was a big you know he played a big part in my football career with me growing up, and you know he's come over here, and we were only using uh, you know the new the Aston Villa's got a new academy set up where they've got some new pitches, and he we went there the other day, and he just said to me, wow, this is incredible, and he's watched the kids train a few times. Uh, when he was here a previous time and uh, he's like oh that's pretty impressive like you know the kids are getting fed after trainings and sitting down for a meal and it's just it's just another level so you talk about the the difference the level yeah and it's just like i said it's you know live and breathe and uh you know i was i was obsessed again that's something uh, as a reference point i probably will do that from now with you know some with with my with my own kids it's i remember myself being a kid and and living in australia and how obsessed i was with football but i mean i hate to admit it but i think my boys are even more obsessed with it it's just it's crazy but then i can see why you know with not only with what i do and them being able to understand that now but you know you've got it at the click of a button on 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 youtube with clips and and even on the television over here you know it's it's especially when it's when it's football season there's games on and i think there's a it's 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 there there or thereabouts and if it's not that it's the results oh dad who won this and i just think to myself you know that's an environment that if they want to try and you know if i if i could give them an opportunity to maybe excel in that then you know it, it it's got to be over here. Yeah. It has to be over here. Like Mike Tyson talks about his son wants to become a boxer. Yeah. And it's like, well, 
no, I'm not letting him become a boxer because he's going to come up against a guy like me. <laughs> and he's going to get beaten up. How do you feel like about your kids coming up now? You know, I always say to them, if you don't want to do anything, don't do it. Don't, mm. don't do your football. If football, you know, I've got, like I said, I've got two very um, passionate kids about football, but sometimes that passion can tip them over the edge and with their age and, you know, tiredness and football's going to make you upset. Don't play it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not about that. Yeah. But... I haven't had to do it like I haven't had to push them where they, they it's all themselves um, you know I see I see different attributes in them both it's very similar to myself and that's all you can do you can only encourage you know you see you see sort of the guidance and stuff with in terms of the coaching and that that they're getting and it's like I just use it as a reference like I know I wasn't although I had a different upbringing I mean it, it's, it's it's not what I had and I, I know I was able to do it so it's not, like I said, it's not the be all and end all. With it's you're not guaranteed to get any, you know, to, to become a footballer at this young age. But you know, if they, they can, the more they want to learn, the more they want to, you know, the more they want to try and practice, and the more they they, they, they look into it and, and listen and, and observe, and you know, all I can do is encourage and try and try and help that. Yeah. It's about their own investment, I suppose, at this age as well. Like you kind of listen. If you know, if, if they wanted to do something else, play tennis, play golf, I'd be all, I'd be all for it as well. But I've, you know, I've got. The, I'm not in that position. I, I'm lucky. I know football, and you know, they want it. They want to do it, and it's like, okay, no problems. Like let, let's let's give it a go. You're gonna get your kids into athletics. Done. No, mate. <laughs> I'm going to put a golf club, a tennis racket, or a football in, the, in Henry's hand. And now it, it, it's, it's exactly like that. It's like Henry's got an arm on him. Like we throw tennis balls and all sorts of footballs in the back garden, and he can and he, and he knows that Daddy goes to work to throw. Mm. And, he, and he's at obviously two and a half, so he understands now that Daddy goes to work and he does throwing, which is really it kind of knocks sets you back a bit because obviously I learn all the time, and now he fully understands what I do. Mm. But kind of like I was just given the opportunity. I played rugby, football, squash, tennis, badminton, triathlon, everything. And my parents were like, "Look, just go and find something that you like. It doesn't have to be one specific thing." I was good at swimming, but then tried other things. It wasn't like, and my parents were quite open. And I want to be that parent as well, which is open to every opportunity until he finds something that he really enjoys. It actually is good at as well because he enjoys it. I was, I couldn't agree more with you. I mean, growing up. Although I only played football for a club team and stuff growing up, mate, it, if it was it, when we were at home, it was that. But like we had the cricket set out. My kids have got. The, I had to get. I got my kids a cricket set the other. I think it was a couple of months ago, and they're out there today. And it's like the cricket's on, and they're playing. They got a tenant. You try, you know. He's want to. He's enjoy it. Go and do it. There's no harm in you know doing it. There's no harm in trying it. You know. Yeah. I think it's as well like it would then mould you as a person to do individual team sports and kind of you know I think that's I fully I really I'm really pleased that like my also I mean it's you know I was one of my boys he he could kick a ball before he could walk basically he could hit a tennis ball with a tennis racket at the age of one and a half and 
you're like, how is this even possible? Yeah. But just has that natural, yeah. he has that natural ability, yeah. and he picks if he picks up to a quick, and you're like, and he, he'll 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 throw himself around to be a goalkeeper, like, and you're like, all right, go and do it. And do you think that's like I, like I, I'm I think like genetically, because I I'm coming back from farming stock basically. My granddad and his yeah. grandfather was a farmer, so they've got that kind of farmer strength in me. And I think that's I thoroughly believe that genetics is why I'm strong. Yeah. Do you believe then that your sons have carried the gene over, like, or do you think like well, it, it may be well, nurture? You have to believe that there is uh, an element of that, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, you know, although I don't come from, you know, my dad. You know, my 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 dad's side of they were playing rugby back in Australia, uh, rugby league at that, and uh, we just I don't know I I just see them and, and 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 you know both the boys now that are that are that are playing they're two completely different sorts of players. Yeah. One's a lefty, one's a righty as well. Okay. I'd add on top of that, so you're like. You know, you're sort of scratching your head a little bit, but then at the same time, you're like, "Oh, this is intriguing. This is this is going to be like this is going to be good. Like this is this looks pretty. This is good. Like this is going to be enjoyable." Then, um, but yeah, look, you'd like to hope that if they've got something of yours, great. You know, does it does it give them an advantage potentially? But more so for me, and and you could agree or disagree but it's more of that you know you want that mindset of okay I've got this ability you know how do I work towards and I'm saying I'm not saying that at now at this age but getting to a point and recognizing it and, and then you know being able to understand what what it is and saying okay you know I'm going to really give this a proper go talking about mindset I, I think why you were popular palace and at Villa it was like you were someone who were willing, was always willing to give that extra bit, like, 100%. It was never about, like, I'm coasting through a game. I'm never here just to, like, get my pay back. It was like, right, I'm giving 100% to the team. Is that something that was brought up in you as a kid, or is that just yeah, something you I don't, I don't know any different. Um, I'm glad it's come across that way, but I was never brought up any different. Um, I've always had to work hard for whatever I've had to do, and, you know, I want to... I want to. I want that to be a reflection of me, but you know, of my parents, and you know, nothing was ever given to us easily, and I want that. I'd love that to get rubbed off on my kids as well. And to be honest, I, you can see it in in you can see it a little bit in them already. So it's, yeah, it's 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 something that you you pride yourself on. I mean, you're talking about something that I consider to be the norm, yeah. but we all know that it doesn't necessarily work out that way, and it's it's it doesn't necessarily work out that way not all the time but you know from time to time people let themselves down and 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 it comes across that way it's it's i think it's part of i think something like that is part of understanding what you're doing and understanding that you're not only representing yourself you're representing first of all you're representing your badge and 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 the team that's that you're playing for at that time and you're representing a, a group of people, you know, a fan base, a community, you know, basically a bigger family, an extension of your family, um, to try and to try and achieve something really, really special. And uh, you know, I was fortunate enough with my two stints at the clubs you mentioned that I was able to do that in, in different and in different ways as well. As as a leader, then on the pitch, how was it? 
how did you encourage people to raise their games to your level? How did you get guys, if they were dragging their feet a bit like, was um, it a struggle or was it just nah, like? Nah, it's not a, it's, I think that the time when you, you, you think it's a, or when it's a struggle is, it's that little bit of mentality you have to try and instill in people. And if you have enough people around you that have similar or, you know, part of that mentality of, you know, you don't want to let anyone down, you don't want to, you want to work, it makes it all that easier because, you know, the person who lets you down is the odd one out. Um, so I think, I think particularly at Palace, um, you know, that, that season when we went up and subsequently staying in the Premier League and that by the time we got to the Premier League, it was already instilled in us, you know, from that. And it was a credit to everybody there, you know, the boys, the camaraderie, the, the togetherness. Um, and that carried, it carried the team pretty much for a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, and it was instilled in us and I was happy to be a part of that. Um, happy to be one of the guys who help implement that for, for a very long time. And uh, it's nice to know that, you know, I see, I speak to boys and, and see boys that I've played with there and who aren't there at the club or some who are and, and you always remind yourself back to that or whenever you are having a proper conversation you end up bringing yourself back to the times when it wasn't necessarily the stuff on the pitch that you remember it's more the stuff of remember when we had to do this and remember we had to do this away from the pitch that sort of not everyone would know but it helped sort of galvanize you as a group but you know being in that moment you just thought for me at the time was it was like this is what we need to do this is second nature and uh then moving on to, to Villa, it was, you know, completely different, completely different uh, environment, completely different setup, completely different, you know, it was, it was like chalk and cheese, you know, and it was then trying to break it down and, and trying to build it back, basically back up to try and get to that point. And, and, you know, we had it, we had it in the second season, we probably had it, it was, it was okay. And then, you know, last year we had it as well and, and obviously we got the rewards of it, you know, and, and, and the boys pulled together and, you know, got the job done, which was good, which was good. Is it something that you brought into training? Because I've heard, like, uh, El Ghazi said it one of the days when we were all here. He was like, uh, I was, he was in the opposite team, so he knew he was going to lose in training. Is that saying, like... That you just bring to the training pitch. Right? It's it's my day to day basically. It's 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 what I do. It's you know it's getting there early, getting doing your gym work, and people don't understand. Some of the you know some some of my teammates didn't understand that. You know what what are you doing here so early? I mean you prepare. Um, you're preparing an hour and a half before and to get out on the pitch for ten thirty. You know I wasn't fortunate enough to just come out and do a few stretches or do a few bit of glute bands and then go out. I wasn't, I wasn't able to do that. I haven't been able to do that in a long time, but I don't want to do that. You know, I think it's the right way. And uh, it's just that. And then when you are, so then when you do go into train, you're on, you're, you're, you're ready to go. Um, and you're, as a, as, a, as, a, as a player or as a member of a team, your responsibility that day is to give you 100% in training because that's what's going to make you better and, and, and good for it on the on the Saturday. Um, you know, there's always a, there's an age-old saying that I, that I grew up with. You know, the, the Saturday should be the easy part. Yeah. Um, the game should be the easy part, and uh, you know, you get your work and 
and it's just and it's just by that and and sort of pushing the boys along helping to push the boys along being another voice for the boys and you know holding them to standard almost to a point where you're like come on boys like we need to you know we need to we need to do better here and not being able to you know putting yourself out there and saying listen come on we need more has there has there ever been like um obviously you've been under quite a few managers so have there been managers that have maybe not deterred you from that mindset of maybe gone look you know you need we need to like kind of make sure we're not all getting injured because we're all plowing into each other in training does you know like that kind of mindset that 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 my that my um by by that is not just pl- like it's not plowing in it is it is it's not necessarily even tackling at training it's more of a right we got to do it we got to do a drill let's we got to sprint for 20 meters and or we got to do a pressing drill where we're back and forth we're going to do it for 30 seconds and then we're going to rest we're not going to do it for 20 and then take it easy and do it half half measured for 10 seconds we're going to go for 30 seconds it's more of that like just when we're doing drills, because you do, I mean, in training, it, that's what you're there for. You, you, you get, you get your rest times. You, you know, not everything's always. It is on the clock, but you're not going f- for an hour and a half straight, or 60 minutes straight, or 70 minutes straight. You're getting your rest time, but you're expected when you are working, you, you're going to work, and it only works, and you can only improve as a group if everybody's thinking that same way. You know, your standard of passing gets better, your standard of movement gets better when boys are sharper flying in and, you know, trying to... Your touch gets better when boys are zipping balls in and, you know, the proof's there. It's not, you know, it wasn't... It's not rocket science. It's not it's rocket it's science, but... And it's not, you know... I get it. Some, you know, you, you, you do. Some boys and, and some players tend to want to go through it easy easy and not everyone's the best trainer. Not everyone wants to train as hard as others. That's That's okay. That's not a problem, but there's a there's a minimum standard, you know. There's there has to be a minimum standard, and you've got to everyone has to try and adhere to that as best as they can, as best as they can. Do you get like uh, some players who come in a bit flash, and then they don't bring in like the level of like intensity? Is it like do you have to humble them or anything? I sort of don't. Re- I've never really had to do that, to be honest with you. It wouldn't never be something that where I'd have to, you know, it'd be more through my own actions that I'd get people to try and, you know, respond in a positive way or lift their standard up or, you know, if I can, you know, always, particularly the last couple of years or even the last season, just say, for example, you know, I'll give you time when um, when Dean Smith came in, when he came in and uh, we were working, we were working really hard I'd just come back from a from an injury, and uh, I think it was the boys who hadn't played on the weekend. We were in on a, I think it was a Sunday session, and we were doing a a small sided game. I think it was a four v four, but it was intense. Like you had to press, and I was charging up and down, and I'm like, well, we're only working for two minutes. Like we need to do, you know, we're not going to get anything out of it. I go, if I can do it at, you know, 34, there's no reason why you boys can't do it. You know, you you, you can't say that you're tired. You know, I'm I'm just as tired, but I'm, you know, it's two minutes work. Yeah. Game is ninety minutes. Like we're we're only working for two minutes, and then we're having a rest. This is the way we're going to improve. And so, you know, when you remind yourself about things like that, and when players sort of can see that visually, they can see that. Some some 
some need to be told, some some don't need to be told, but then they can see for themselves, yeah. you know, and they pick it up, which is which is ideally what you'd like. But if you need to give someone a little bit of a nudge sometimes, then 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 you have to do that as well. Wakes them up. Well, ultimately, it's you know that guy's. You got to rely on that guy at some stage, and you know, like it or not, you've got to try and make it work. And I think that's the perception sometimes where people think, oh yeah, but he's on, you know, he's. He should be doing it, but he's not. So how are we going to get the best out of him? You know, I know I have to worry about myself, but there's someone here who needs a bit of encouragement or needs to kick up the backside. We need to give it to him. Yeah, I struggle with that. Like, because obviously I, athletics is primarily an individual sport, and then I have to come together as part of a team. And it's kind of like, how am I going to get this guy to commit yeah. to this relay when it should be really simple? It's like we're a world champs or Olympics, like. Come on, mate. It's a, it's, this yeah. is the big. It's a given, yeah. You got, got the, the flag on go. your chest. Like. <laughs> it's the big. It's the big one, yeah. Like you said, the motivation shouldn't be there, and that's that's something that I think I don't know. You 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 either understand or or you understand that certain times in your career, maybe as you get older, some would say, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. But it's just understanding people and understanding how to get through to them at certain moments and. You know, in the heat of the moment, in a game, sometimes you don't have the you don't have you don't have the time to think about oh what you're going to say and how you're going to say it to people on the training pitch. You probably do, yeah. you know, and, and and that's where you sort of build your relationships and um, you know you build that sort of work ethic and work dynamic where you know this. So then people know not through fear but through their own thing. Oh, actually, no, I felt good about this. I'm gonna. You know, I should I should do this. This should be, and then hopefully you're raising the standard to. Oh, this should be the norm now. And then when someone new comes in and they're below that, how do we get them up? Oh, we've we've already done it. We were the ones down. Now we can help the people get up. You know, so. bring them through. That's what yeah, it's really interesting. And then like, have you like how much do you utilize Villa's kind of medical staff and stuff? Or have you got like a completely separate setup to? Oh, listen. Because you're in great shape and you obviously work hard. I at do. 34. You obviously. 35 now. 35, yeah. Birthday. Yeah. Birthday. The other day, yeah. Um, you, I think, you know, being, understanding your body to a point where you know what you need. Um, you know, you guys know I see Derry and Pora. I've, 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 they've looked after me for the last almost three years since I moved up uh, to Villa. Um, and. You know, if I need, you know use the medical staff at the at the club, of course, if you need to, you know, day to day. But I was finding myself, particularly the last season, not really like I didn't really have to do apart from the, the odd, you know, the one week main, once a week maintenance. It was whether that was maybe less game time or not, but I always felt ready, yeah. um, always felt fit, always felt ready to go, regardless of of when when that was and. And I, and I have to say, I have to give that, you know, I have to give a lot of credit to, you know, the the way that the training was and the way that the training was designed and everyone sort of for buying into it and, and making sure that we were getting what we needed out of it. You know, if you needed top-ups and stuff, that was a given and that was fine. But the intensity in training, I, I must say, was, for me, it was, it was a big satisfaction to me. You said, like, in your, you do... You always came into training early, did more of a warm-up. Is there anything else that you do away from the football training? Like, is it like general body conditioning stuff that you've um, done? Or? 
In season, it's probably not. Of late, though, because obviously not attached to any club, um, I've just, you know, I made a sort of conscious decision to do a lot of core-based stuff, Pilates and, and different variations of that. I've done a few bar classes. I don't know if you guys know what bar classes are, but they're basically it's a ba ballet bar, and you're doing a, a sort of an hour course on that. It's a total body workout. Foot ankle stuff like yeah, that. it's foot ankle, but it's 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 everything. You're doing lunges, you're doing shoulder work, you're doing it's a complete and you're you like it's an hour and you like 600 calories you burn, mate. That's a whole different. It's a completely different workout. Like I. I did it the first time about four or five weeks ago, maybe a bit more, and um, I was sore for three days. <laughs> so now I'm, I'm I'm used to it. It's it's it's, it's always right. those uh, minor muscles. That but get it's, and that's the thing. It's like if you can if you can, um, you know, those things are when you're trying new things. Obviously, it's best done in, in in the off season and stuff, so you don't get the DOMS and that going into 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 work when you have to. But being able to do that and then sort of. Even just the the core work and the Pilates yoga slash yoga stuff, it just reminds you how actually how much you need it. And and I've I sort of uh, I'm like oh, I have to stick to this now. Like regardless of what happens, I'll have, I'll have to because I feel great. You feel yeah. great. You feel like when you go then do your work outside, you're running and your your technical ball work and stuff. You feel like you can do it and you've got the capacity to do it. And I don't know what it is. It just it feels feels. Is it because it's fresh? I don't know if it's because it's fresh, but I don't feel like and you know I look forward to going and doing it. But I, I, I know then like like I said, I t sort of my routine has been doing that sort of stuff in the mornings, and then I'll go and do my physical stuff in the afternoon, whether it be a bike or or a run or some ball work or some gym work. Um, so yeah, it's it's I don't know. I've just I've managed to sort of stay on top of it and 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 enjoy that. Um, when you're in season, I think it's just you know knowing you understand your body. What do you need? Do you need a little little bit of extra treatment? Um, sometimes, if the games are you know st stacking up, do you need that little bit of extra treatment and, and rest or swim and or pool or you know yeah. do you need that sort of stuff more than actually getting out there and doing the physical? Is it a bit more stretching that you need a bit more flexibility or mobility stuff? And I think uh, when you get to a point. Where you understand your body enough, you know you sort of that sort of comes and and you're like oh, okay, because I mean you guys you guys can say it doesn't get any easier when you get younger, oh when you get older sorry it doesn't okay. get any easier, <laughs> you know it doesn't it doesn't get any easier when you get older but you've got to always be you've got to be mindful of what you do as well, um, without over you know you don't want to overstep the mark or and and that's what sort of this period for me has been it's am I doing enough am I not but that's why I've sort of with this regime that I got at the moment. It's like oh, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm good. Yeah, good you know, I'm good. I've always what wondered is like, how do you divide your time up? You know, like what does a typical day as a footballer look like? So a regular day, I can give you the example of last. So last season, what would it be? So for example, I don't know if we go in on a. It was always a ten thirty start. So I'd leave the house at eight quarter past eight get in for eight thirty nine. just say um do your bits like straight away just get changed and i'd go into the gym and bike slight stretch and then do your activation stuff um get strapped before you'd have to go out at ten thirty, and then it'd be train train do whatever you had to do um 
backyard extras, you did extras outside and then you'd come in, have a bit of lunch, um, maybe have a coffee and a chat with a few of the boys and then afternoon would be a gym session, uh, depending on what day of the week. If it was a Monday, it'd probably be an upper body uh, upper body core. Tuesday, because you'd have a Wednesday off potentially, it'd be a lower body, you'd do your legs. Um, and then also you'd you'd know you'd be seeing like I'd know I'd be seeing poor and dairy anyway. Okay. So it'd be it's like, a session in itself. So <laughs> I'd, well, I'd be I'd be able to hammer it because I because of that reason. Yeah. And you're like I'll I'll get sorted out tomorrow. So all good. Um, and that's it. Like you come home. I was getting home. I think most days three thirty four o'clock after either after the school run or just before the school run, depending on the day. Um, and then yeah, you you're at home for a little bit and. You know, by that time, your kids are sort of asking, oh, Dad, can you come out? And, I, and it was like, oh, no, Dad's, Dad's yeah. tired. Like, he's got to rest for, for tomorrow and stuff. And Whereas now, it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll come and have a little kick. Actually, I'm, when I have been going, I've been taking the boys with me and, and they've been having a little run around, which has been good. They've been helping me out too, which is good. So That's a, a whole different dynamic, bringing your kids to training and having yeah. fun. And oh, yeah. They're learning as they're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. It's been different. Well, we've done, we've done, I've done a few sessions with them now and I'll let them have their little bit and then I'm like, oh, can you help dad do something? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And then the other day was, oh, do you want to do some running with dad? And they were like, yeah, yeah. The little one was, he was like <laughs> tired. He was, he was getting, he was flagging. And um, my eldest was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Um, I'll do it with your dad. And he he stuck with me, so it was it was it was good. It was good. It's it's nice to see. And then I had my my dad. He was walking around the training complex doing big laps, and I was like, oh look at this, three generations of <laughs> yeah. of us on this pitch and on these. Like, it's it's incredible. It sounds like you like the pain of training. You enjoy the hard bits. I enjoy the hard bits. Um, yeah, and I enjoy the hard bits because I know that that's what makes you. That's what makes it worthwhile to me when you when you have to suffer a little bit in order to get what you want. You ever try four hundred? Uh, no, nowhere near as quick as you, and I I don't think I'll, I'll I'd ever run or I ever have run as quick as you, mate. Because uh, well, the training's the same. It's just about hurting yourself and how much you're willing to go into that. It's bl- the black void of. Yeah. Uh, you ever like have things that you talk to like? So you're in a deep set, like so you're in a your bar work session. Is the same that makes you go right? Because that side of it's all new to me. Like, if I need to have a break there, like I'll have to have a couple of seconds because I'm like cramping in my glute or something <laughs> like that. It's yeah. like that's that's it at the end of the day, and I'm like oh, I've got to respect that. Yeah. But um, I think with a, you know, with when you're working when you're working like that, especially in a preseason sort of type mentality, and it's like. You know, it can't break you. You know, you don't let it break you. Don't let it. Don't let it break you. It can hurt, like it'll hurt, but don't let it break you. And just remember that when you get over the line, you've got it in the tank. It's 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 your energy then. Use it as use it as your fuel for next time. And you know, I done a I done a big weight session on Thursday. I think it was on at Villa, and uh, I then said to the the coach who was working with me. Um, fancy doing a bit in the barn with me and we've done some runs and some ball work for a good half an hour and I was like Phew. and then I, I knew as well I'm like oh, I've got a bar session tomorrow morning so but I'm like this is good though because I feel like I feel like I've this was really really good 
and then I finished the bar session and I came home and I was like, oh, I'm shattered, man. Yeah. I'm shattered. But then, it, to be fair, like, I still got up the next day and I went for it with the boys and we done a session and, you know, you're getting that, you're like, it's almost of that, I've got to do something, I don't want to let myself down. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to get into that, oh, oh, I could go or I couldn't go. Yeah. I have to go. Yeah. No, I have to go. You know. Do you find if you break a routine as well, like it's the hardest thing to get back into? It's not. It's not that hard for me to get back into. I'll just pick up. I'll, I can pick it up quite quickly. It's not a problem. It's more of a. It's that. It's just been in that mindset and it's trying to stay in that mindset the best you can. Um, you know, you don't want to lose. You don't want to lose that little bit of that edge of. Oh, I've got to go and work. I've, whatever it is. If I, okay, if I'm not feeling running today, I've got to go on a bike. Then I have to go on a bike, or I have to go on a roller, or I have to go for a swim, or something like that. You know, with your mindset, like in the back of our minds are always our competitors like around the world thinking, what are they doing? What are they doing? You get on a day-to-day basis to see your competitors live for your position. And does that affect your like mindset and training? And you know, like if someone's having a really good game, you're thinking, do you, does that change your mindset of how you uh, think differently about what you do? I think you compete with, you, you compete with yourself, really. I think that's the biggest thing I can say. Um, I think you guys obviously been in an individual more more so in an individual environment you see you you tend to probably look at competitors a bit more whereas being in a team environment you know you've got other guys in the team pushing you yeah. and you're there to push other people you know the last thing the last thing that anyone wants in a squad environment is people to get complacent and there to be no competition mm-hmm. You know, it brings you back to that, oh, why are we actually there? You know, you can't win anything with 11 players. It's the whole squad that creates that environment, creates that standard for everybody to try and push themselves. And uh, it's always been about that. Maybe when you get to a... It's it, it, funny, like it, it always seems to be within the team that you're in. Is that who you're potentially competing with? Without, you know... It's probably somewhere in the back of your mind. It's not the thing that's driving you forward, because yeah. you only want to better yourself. But it is like somewhere there in the back of your mind, saying, "Oh, maybe if I if he plays well, he might get another game, or okay. he'll continue his run. Or if I don't play well, well then maybe someone might step in." I suppose that's part of being a training group. Like we we have like yeah. squads where we like we're pushing each yeah. other. I've, to be honest, I've never really trained with 400 meter runners who are British. I've trained with guys from other countries and stuff, so I've never had that kind of like. If you beat me in a race, I'm just going to fucking kill me. But I've only had it with other athletes in different events. Yeah, and I guess, I don't know. It's it's actually an interesting question because I've never never even really thought about it. Like, I never really... It was more of a focus on me. Whatever I could control, I could control. If I can't control something or if someone... I'm going to be there to shake his hand and say, well done. You know, it's never about... It's never about... And this brings back to you, as much as you want yourself to flourish and your career to flourish and to ultimately, you're not there just for yourself. You're there for, as a teammate, as a someone to help and someone to be there for whatever happens, whatever part you have to play. And um, whether that be starting, coming on for two minutes, coming on to take a penalty, coming on to, I don't know, coming on from the, at the first minute, it's... You've got to be in the. You've got to have the same focus the whole way through because you see it, and you've you know I've we've, I've probably I've probably experienced it as well with with certain players that you played with. 
the wrong mentality at a certain point in time and you and, and it costs you the game yeah you know we just that, that was just epic yeah i want to talk play, the play that, that <laughs> coming on in against west brom and like stepping up first touch take the penalty and there is a stat i read on twitter everyone was absolutely loving it because apparently millionaire has never missed a penalty 17 i know mm. i don't know whether you've kept track or <laughs> oh, i know that i've not missed so <laughs> um that that, what, that was that is steely balls and steely is that. it just big honers is that yeah. it? What, is what, it? Did, what did you say to him say look people right, will I'm say on. people will say people will say to probably but i don't know i don't i don't I, I do you do take pride in it obviously you have to and you're there it's a responsibility we had practiced them for a very very long time in the build up to the to the playoffs not even not even uh, not even just for the playoffs we had practiced them in the build up and I sort of had a feeling as soon as it went to when it was the the clock was counting down that I was going to come on I asked uh, Lovray the goalie who was next to me I said, I'm coming on, eh? And he's like, yeah, you're going on. Because obviously the goalkeeper coach has a big influence in what happened, like in those proceedings and stuff. And he would have studied all the boys taking the penalties and stuff like that. And so I just, yeah, go and get warm. No problems. I mean, it's 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 a position that I've never been in before. And would I want to be in again? I, I wouldn't mind. But it's not as easy as it looks because you sat there for 120 minutes, basically. You go up for a few runs and, and whatever just to keep yourself going. Um, but you got to just remind yourself of, you know, what you do normally, what's your routine. Just say if you had played 120 or if it was the fifth minute, you know, just... And the fact, and I think the bonus is the fact that you're fresh is like, well, your mind is not tired. So, you know, there's no excuse not to, to, to score, really. There's no excuse not to hit the ball. Well, there's no, no excuse not to concentrate on what you're going to be doing. So... I must yeah. say I jumped up and down massively. <laughs> I was, like, I was uh, happy on the inside, even though it, I might not have showed <laughs> it. It was just there. It was a um It was a like I said. It was a it was a penalty shootout. Was wasn't what was good. It was great to win it, and uh, yeah, like I said, it it all made it worthwhile afterwards because the the game after was was the was the big one, which 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 the boys got which the boys got done. Scoring at World Cup is that different? It's a different feeling. Uh, it's yeah, it's oh, it's hard to s- describe. Really, it's pretty special. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think uh, my first first goal at a World Cup was uh, twenty fourteen, and uh, we got a penalty. How we got not how we got a penalty, but Australia got a penalty like against the Netherlands. Like you'd ever get those decisions. Mm-hmm. Like those decisions just don't happen. Is that, is that the same? Like, and you, you hear about in the Premier League and stuff, like small clubs don't get the same as... Uh, like, it's, no, it's not that. It's just whether or not they're going to be brave enough to give it. And I mean, if it's obvious... I mean, that was sort of obvious anyway, but um, he could have he could have just as well just waved it away or whatever. But um, the fact that we did get it, it was like, oh, great. But it's more of the the atmosphere. You know, World Cup, there's, a, there's a, just the this atmosphere around the place and everyone's happy and you see these two sets of colours in the stands and you know being able to do it there in front of my family and stuff was pretty special and then in Brazil was I mean in Russia was yeah that was that was pretty that was pretty cool that was um, that was pretty that was pretty cool I was lucky to have a lot of my family there and uh, 
yeah, I don't know. I just, just I knew that my kids would like it, and I knew that that it'd be something to that to, you know for them to sort of cheer about and remember and and give them you know look back on one day and said look dad i remember when you did this and um yeah that 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 to me was was special for them and then and something that um you know i'm not gonna forget in a hurry because uh you know being in it being in australia and playing in a world cup there's not a lot of us that have done it and uh you know we don't it's not a given for us and uh, to score to score a to score three goals at a World Cup, yeah. it's not a, um, yeah, it's 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 pretty special. Obviously, as an English person, it's kind of like yeah, World Cup's kind of a normal thing. But in Australia, where you're not prolific in the nah, qualifying we haven't, and stuff, we haven't, no, because we've we've quali- we qualified for four in a row now. But yeah. before that, it was 32 years, yeah. and so I was lucky that I've been in the generation where we were able to do that. But it's not going to get any that's not going to be a given all the time you know it's going to even last time was pretty tough so it's um one of those where you remember you you know you you embrace the experience and because they are like every one of the world cups i went to was an experience i was at a different phase in my life different phase in my career and just going through the whole roller coaster of it it was you know, it's something you'd never forget, and something that you wouldn't change for anything. But um, now that sort of I've, I've finished that sort of chapter, it's remembering it, and you're like, oh, this is this is pretty. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool ride. Have you seen the like the ramifications of the success you've had over the last, say, four World Cups back home, and the amount of football now played? I know, you're obviously. Um, Australian. Oh, it's 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 in a bit of a tricky spot, to be honest with you. Um, the league has developed. The league has, I think, it's been a bit steady at the moment. It hasn't really gone up or hit the heights or what they would have wanted. But in saying that, um, there's still players that are trying to get overseas. There's still players who are moving on from Australia, which, like it or not, that's just the way it works. Um, I know that they're trying to introduce a second league, which will help, no doubt. But yeah, it's you have a. There's only a certain amount of players you can pick, you choose, and with salary caps and stuff like that, it's always a bit tricky. But um, yeah, it's 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 a place where a lot of players who are from there should should enjoy to play because you're at home and mm-hmm. playing back home is, you know, you need to be able to play back home if you have any thought of trying to play over here. If yeah. if you're not going to flourish over there, then moving abroad <laughs> will be difficult not may be difficult will be difficult it's taking the opportunities that you've got if it means that you play in Aussie leagues for a couple of years but well, you get scouted it's, it's, just, it's just taking the opportunities and just being the best in that environment if you can be the best in that environment don't get ahead of yourself like you're not guaranteed to get anything or not guaranteed to move overseas but your your chances are increased mm. um, that's, that's how I live through it and yeah. uh, you know, if it wasn't for those performances, then you wouldn't have got an opportunity. So it was, it was that a little bit of luck. You know, people looking at the right time or whatever, and yeah, it gets you know going from there. But it's it's not it's not it's not easy. Will it will it ever be? Will it ever improve to the heights of what everyone back home or the football community wants it to be? Only time will tell. But you know, it's it's, it's still got a long way to go. How brave. Was it being brave when you moved to Turkey or was it just like, right, this is, I'm just going to go do it? 
So you, what, what clubs you played? Uh, I, I played for Antalyaspor on loan, but I signed for Genshinably. They just went up to the first league. Now again, they they had been relegated the first time in a long time, and then they're based in Ankara. And um, it wasn't I wasn't brave because I wanted to go back overseas in anyway. I was at that point where, and I just sort of broken into the national team at that time, and there was a World Cup in eighteen months' time. And I remember speaking to the then national team coach at the time and asked him, I said, what do you think? You know, this is my thought process. This is what I'm thinking. And he's like, yeah, you got to go for it. He wasn't a biggest fan of um, the domestic league. Okay. He made that public and uh, I said, I'll, I'll go then. Like, just no problem. And um, I didn't really look back. I didn't... It's lucky enough to have a couple of mates there that... Well, mates, they are my mates now, but... Uh, two Australian boys that were there at the time when I first moved there and they even though they were younger than me they sort of gave me the f- bit of the ins and outs and I went into a pre- like a mini pre-season a winter pre-season and uh, yeah hit the ground running and never really looked back accepted the culture embraced the culture um, didn't necessarily always understand it but respected it and got on with it and I think you know that's how I earned the respect of everyone else so I let my sort of feet do the talking on the pitch and you know my own sort of personality came out on the field and in the training ground and um, yeah I was able to sort of it was I was able to really really enjoy that two and a half years there. So. It's kind of a weird one like when you see not many British players will leave Britain and do they you don't have to answer but do, do they not embrace the culture enough do you think or is it I don't know if it's they embrace they don't embrace the culture I don't think that they're it's that at all. I think, I think maybe the I think the mentality has shifted since I first came over, uh, which is eight years ago, almost eight years ago, or it is eight years ago. Sorry, and then I think the mentality has shifted slightly towards players willing to try their arm a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but if you can make it, here, then why would you need to go that's anywhere? True. That's the that's the thing. That's the thing that you don't understand until you sort of maybe come to a place like this. Like I didn't understand it and I couldn't really fathom or why don't you go, they don't need to because they have everything here. But then, then you also get drawn into the fact of you have so much here but then you don't utilise it enough. And that's where you get the whole perception of well, the mentality here is not like some of the boys' mentality is terrible and, yeah. you know, they they might have done something in their careers but then... Did they reach their full potential? Were they motivated enough? What was motivating them? Out of all like the players you've ever played against, who who's like your favourite? I remember, so not necessarily when I had played, but I wasn't starting. I remember one game that sticks out. It wasn't here though. It was for the national team, and we played Germany at the World Cup first game in 2010, and we lost four nil. And I came on for the last half an hour. We were ten men, and I probably touched the ball twice whatever but I remember watching uh, and it might be <laughs> Ozil at the time and our boys just couldn't get near him yeah. no, like we couldn't even get near him to kick him yeah. and I was just think- and I don't and I don't think he had moved to Madrid at that time wow this guy's this guy's good like, I've played against him obviously a few times but then then, I, then playing against someone in a different environment you know someone like Hazard Pretty special. Um, David Silva, 
I mean, incredible, incredible football intelligence. Just, yeah, it was, we had a game at Palace one time, the first time we played him over there and we lost 1-0. And uh, he was getting into good positions and then the manager at the time told Joel Ward to go and stand on him. So he just ran Wardy away and we ended up they ended up creating space or oh, they didn't really open us up but they he was away from the thing and they ended up scoring a 1-0 win and I mean we did really well but he was just like getting into positions and you're like wow this is this is pretty this guy's pretty cool are you someone who swaps shirts not in the Premier League I didn't really not even in I do I you know what I tend to do I tend to get the shirts of my mates from the national team okay. so what I used to yeah. do um, I used to always get theirs the World Cup, I got asked to give. I got asked to swap a couple of times by players. I gave my shirt to players, um, so yeah, it's nice for that memento as well to get that. Um, I've got a couple of collections. I got a Sergio Ramos one from 2014, um, which is nice to have. The kids sort of pull it out every now and then, and that's quite going around the garden with it. They will. I'm sure they will. Um, <laughs> They're all away at the moment. They're all tucked away somewhere. But um, yeah, I haven't been one to sort of run around. And as you hear the stories of players asking players before games and stuff like that, that's half just half-time. I, um, I was fortunate enough to get introduced to the crowd. Uh, I think it was like after 2016, after Rio. And um, at half-time, I was waiting in the, just by the, the, the tunnel. And man, the man, I think it was Villa Man City, and they're all swapping their shirts at half time, um, and I was, I was like, "What? This what is, is this? yeah, this is like, what's going on?" And so like, Sergio Aguero took his top off, and I think he get, I've forgotten who he gave it to, and I was thinking, shouldn't you like, that, you not need that. after that? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> obviously got a fresh top in there, but I was thinking yeah. that mentality, swapping his shirts with like your rival, was like, should I, you know, just you should just. I think if. It's one of them. If you're asked to do it, you probably do it. If you're not, if you're asking someone to do it, I think it's the wrong thing. Yeah, I can't imagine yeah. half time. Like if I'm, I was gobsmacked. If you're getting smacked as well, if you're not winning the game, I think they just. I think it was the game. I think we ended up losing three one, but we were just, they just scored before half time. It's not for me. It's not not really for me. I mean, what you decide to do, if you are going to ask someone at half time, make sure no one sees. <laughs> <laughs> well hidden behind your yeah. Make sure no one sees, or it's done through someone else. Don't ask yourself, especially if it's going to be in front of your own teammates. But I don't know. That's, that's maybe the modern day now. I don't know. It might be something that's accepted. I guess maybe it, it is already. Really, I was just really shocked by it because yeah. I was just waiting down there, and the guy was like, "Okay, like put your phone away. Like don't. You're not allowed to take pictures." Maybe, of the maybe, like uh, so. maybe it's maybe it's accepted nowadays. I'm not sure. Yeah, I I, to me, like it just doesn't make sense. Like I'm still trying to beat you. Yeah, you still got yeah, you still got like 45 minutes to go. Where... I know. Well, we can we can have a chat after the game, and we can maybe swap shirts yeah, yeah, after yeah. the game, or yeah, shake your hand after the game. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've never been a I've never been a massive fan of it. I guess like to wrap up, we're trying to ask guests at the end of each part to kind of if you've got a motivational quote or you've got some mantra or something that you'd ask your younger self or, uh, or, or, or sorry yeah tell, tell your younger self almost like a bit of advice to pass on um, what would you what would you say probably just 
be patient because everything's going to happen for a reason and everything does happen for a reason. Um, you know, if I was or that along with, alongside, don't be so hard on yourself and you only realise this afterwards is you can be hard on yourself but don't allow it to influence other people because they can take it in a negative way and it may come to your detriment then later on. And yeah, I have to learn that the hard way, I have to learn that the hard way, but not, not, nothing drastic or anything, but it's more of a, oh, okay, like, yeah, you know, I'm talking about, you know, having a go at yourself or know, misplacing a pass, but getting really upset with yourself and where it are to the point of, you're like, oh, this is going to affect other people now too because they're going to be like, well, what's this guy going on about? I don't want to make a bad pass now. Yeah. Or, so probably that, I'd say patience and yeah don't be don't be too not too critical because you need that little bit of don't be too hard on yourself that's a uh, solid sound advice yeah it's very hard as a young person to be patient on it yeah. you want everything now was it yeah it's probably not it's probably not everything at now but it's more of a when is the opportunity going to come or is there is there going to be an opportunity that presents itself particularly in my football career is there going to be something that's going to be like where I'm going to be like, is this really happening? And in the end, it, well, some would say it, hap it did happen. Well, I'd argue it was more of a sort of steadier, steadier way of doing it. It wasn't a, oh, it was more of a, oh, don't get like, and then again, like it's like, don't get too carried away with whatever happens. Yeah. You know, don't get too carried away with, don't get too high and don't get too low. So... I'd like to think that the way I the way I I had progressed and the way I did get my opportunities, it was more of that steady thing rather than you know some would argue oh, it was a rapid. It's never rapid because no one knows what, what was happening beforehand. Yeah. You know, no one knows what I was doing beforehand. Some would argue that they do, but they don't really. So. Thanks so much for your time. Learned so much. We'll probably spend another couple of hours talking yeah. about it. We'll have to do it again. I think so. Yeah. Like, I feel like I think what's come across massively is your self-driven ability to get yourself to the, the levels you want to be at. Like, you, and that's yeah. something that I think people uh, might not understand. They think everyone's just if they do professional sport, they're super talented, hmm. and they're like it's just a natural gift. It's like well, actually, you have to work fucking hard to get there. Yeah, talents. 10%, 5% maybe, 10, some maybe more, but it's only probably 10% of it. I'd probably, if you're going to give a percentage on it, 10%, and then the rest is hard work and blood, sweat, and tears and determination and all the rest of it. Luck, luck plays a factor. Yeah. There's everything, you know, it's probably stuff you guys have all heard, but yeah, it's. It's no, no different for, for me and my journey, that's for sure. Wow. Uh, thank you very much, Mile, for your time. That was brilliant. Um, I think myself and Dan, we could have been there for another couple of hours. We've got some beers out, maybe we could do it again. Um, good luck with your search for the club. I think uh, you're still a model professional, someone that um, young athletes, young footballers could look up to. I'd have, him, I'd have you back at Palace any day of the week. I'm sure Dan would have you back at Villa. Um, so uh, thank you very much again for your time. 
if you enjoyed the pod, if you enjoyed, um, let us know. Just tell us. You know, that's quite nice. Good for our egos. Um, but if you could give us some feedback, if you could share the pod, if you like, subscribe. And if you want to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, uh, it's at DiscusDan and at Martin Rooney. So uh, stay tuned. There'll be another pod out soon. <laughs>